Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nyson. I've been sent back to my cell, as you can see, although it does have a boom stand and a better camera, so swings and roundabouts. This is the DSM Women's Team 2021 preview team where I think the first ever pro interview I did just about was Liana Lippert back in January 2020 uh, before she won Cadell Evans Road Race. And uh, so, yeah, I always follow them pretty closely. But how are you going, Benji? I see you're, you're at your standing desk today. They're, they're the rafters in your roof. Yeah, and no, I just feel like standing up for a bit and uh, someone in the comments thought I was shorter than you, so I wanted to prove it that it's not the case because this is the ceiling, to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, people on the podcast platforms obviously can't see that, but... (laughs) Yeah, I think Benji's at least 20 centimeters taller than me, Um, but hopefully (laughs) my mic is sounding better too. If you want uh, Lantern Rouge ASMR, I guess we can do a spin-off channel if there's enough demand. But anyway, on to their uh, 2020 season review. I think at least six wins. I mean, PC, we use PCS, I think, just for consistency because it's the main database. But for the women's races, as Benji pointed out to me before we started recording, it's a bit it hit and miss. And it's saying, yeah, it's saying five wins for Sunweb, Sunweb women's team in 2020, but... It's missing a Lorena Veebs win at the Spa Omelette Fun at Argeland in March, which is a 1-1 race. So, yeah, it's uh, maybe it's not just six wins. It could even be more than that. We haven't gone through every single rider's Palmares for 2020. But anyway, it seems roughly about right. Wins at Cadell Evans, as I said. Grote Pries, Euromat. AG Dridax Brugge de Pana and the Theratizit Challenge Stage 1 by La Vuelta. Those last three wins were from Lorena Vives and Cadell Evans was from Lippert. Obviously, Juliette Lebou won the French Women's ITT National Champs too. Um, but I think Benji, I think they kind of underperformed for the second half of the season after lockdown. Yes, you got Vives winning three wins, etc. There weren't actually that many pure sprint stages on offer after lockdown. But for the other riders, they didn't really like Lippert I know I follow her career closely, but she didn't step up the way I actually was expecting her to do. It seems like her, her best result was that at Cadell Evans and there she wasn't really at that level of Voss and I don't mean even just beating her, I mean making that selection. But, yeah, what did you see from them in the Giro Rosa, Benji? Am I being too harsh on them? Is there someone in this team you expected to be picking up wins as well, like Corin Rivera? Yeah, that's one of the names that I did expect to do more in 2020. If we look at Corin Rivera for 2018 and 2019, obviously 2017 as well with RVV win, 
then she's very consistently gaining good results and wins. And if you look at 2020, she rode one race pre-COVID, that's Omlop, and then basically yeah, the, the women's season was also stopped for a while until it restarted in August. And in that Omlop, she got 34th. After COVID, she ended up getting two places in a top 10, top 5, uh, at Girosa in a sprint. And outside of that, there's just no result that I would see worthy of Corinne Rivera comparing to 2019 and 2018 because on those levels she's she's doing very well in Brabant, she's doing well in in um well she did well in Valenciana in 2019 as well. So just a majority of results that I would expect her to be good at were not there in 2020. But I think we gotta take a step back and look at the fact that. The races that she did do well at in 2019-2018 are the races like the Ladies Tour of Norway, like Women's Tour, like the uh, Lotto Belgium Tour, and all those were cancelled. So I think that plays a, a huge role in the kind of results that sprinters and Corinne Rivera as sprinter slash also a bit cobbly uh, rider can offer. And I think that's where where the lack of wins for her comes from. And when it comes to Lionel Lippert, I also see the same thing because she kept on consistently performing, like you mentioned with Cat Levin's Great Ocean Road Race. But after that, she consistently scored podium places and top five places and top 10 places, but she never really got that win anymore. And I think she needs that tiny bit more to beat the likes of uh, Mariana Voss in certain occasions. And She's not really lucky with the opposition she has on the kind of terrain that she's good at, because obviously Anna van der Breggen is also kind of good at the terrain that Lippert is good at. So it's really hard to win those races if someone like van der Breggen is at the start every time. And finally, Lorena Wibbers, she's the one that got the most victories for the team, uh, four, I think, in total. And the majority of those post-COVID, because, well, there's more races post-COVID and pre-COVID. And all in all, I do think she can achieve so much more if... The races that have a lot of sprint stages, the stage races that have a lot of sprint stages actually happen because quite simply, I believe that she is the best sprinter in the world at the moment. Yeah, so I agree with that. And I think even people like Grace Brown beat a duo of Florty uh, Mackay and Lippert at Brabantia Pale. But what I was sort of saying, trying to say was, it's not just about the wins, but I just don't remember them making the selection in a lot of the big women's one-day races either. And I went through and looked at the results, and that was the case. Here's the here's the main group from La Course, and these names are going to be familiar to you. Diagnan Voss, Vollering, Nuvia Doma, Van Vleuten, and Longoborghini. Lippert came 10th. Same sort of story in flesh. She wasn't really there. She, their best result was, I think, 9th. Same story in Liège-Bastogne-Liège. Their best result, I think, was 10th. And it goes on and on, even I think Tour of Flanders as well. Um, their best result, they had 12th. So for a team that I thought of as being maybe the top four or fifth team, they were really struggling to to get top 10s in a lot of these World Tour level races. Ken Vavelhem, 11th, Lorena Vibes. And I think that is why I think it's another performance for 2020. Um, they've got a lot of like good riders and a lot of names I'm really familiar with and who pop their head out during races. 
but they just don't really have that standout, particularly with Corin Rivera not having as good a 2020 classic season. So they've got a lot to improve on. Uh, Lippert's super young. Lippert's young. Uh, Rivera's young. Is she? Relative, they're all relatively young. Uh, they got yep. young Brits as well. Rivera's still 28. So I expect them to do a little bit better next year in 2021. But let's talk about their transfers. Not too many. Alison Jackson has gone to Live Racing. Peronil Matison and Anna Henderson have gone to Team Yumbo Visma. Now, they were mostly domestiques uh, for yeah for their team. I think Alison Jackson might have been. Does she do? Is she the one that does the TikToks? I can't remember. She came ninth in three ducks. I don't know. So I think she might be the one that, the one that does the TikToks. I can't remember. But the big name I want to talk about is their incoming rider, probably the biggest transfer that no one's talking about in cycling, Megan Jastrab, from the American from Rally Women's Team, 19 years old, born in 2002. <laughs> That's crazy. And um, Damn, I'm she, getting old. Yeah, oh, mate, how do you think I feel? She is fucking good. <laughs> she is so good. First at Trofeo de Moreno, second at Gent Wevelhem, uh, U23 or juniors, won two stages and a second in a stage, won the overall GC at the Healthy, Healthy Aging Junior Tour, won the Women's Junior National Road Race for America, first in the Women's Junior Road Race in 2019. I've got no results for her in 2020 as showing on PCS, but I might just check for cycling. I mean, she's been in America for the whole time. Uh, she might not have been able to cycle. So I might just check that. But have you seen her? Do you remember her from the 2019 New Yorkshire World Champs, Benji? Yeah, it was a pretty bad race. And she ended up winning that pretty uh, convincingly in a group sprint with the likes of Julie DeWilde. So as a Belgian, I was obviously kind of supporting for DeWilde. But how Jastrap won that was pretty crazy. And like in that group, there is quite a bunch of riders that are pretty talented. Like Lino Bakstedt was also in that uh, in that front group, we spoke about her before as well in the Trek Segofredo uh, women's preview. I think that the transfers incoming are good at replacing the ones that are leaving. And I think that the fact that Jastrap is also kind of sprinty and is growing into, well, a pretty sprinty rider, but can also perform on other terrains. She can be of help for a lead out, for example, as well, because if I recall correctly, Jackson, who is leaving, was lead out for Corn Rivera on a bunch of races. I um, I do notice that when it comes to like Lorena Weavers, she's a lot in the occasion where Leah Kirchman is the last rider that brings her forward. And on most occasions that works well because Weavers is just so much better than than the competition that she's against in, in most of the sprints that she rides because she blatantly can come from ninth position and still win the sprint. But I think with a, a proper setup and a proper lead out, she could be winning so much more. And riders like this adding on to the team could really help that if the tactical side improves in that aspect as well, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really excited to see what Yastrup can do. I remember it was a great day for the United States of America, Quinn Simmons and Yastrup dominating the juniors. Um, and we've seen Simmons is probably, yeah, he's legit at world tour level, world tour 
quality rider. I think he's confirmed that. And Yastrab, I'm sure, is going to con- confirm that and more, maybe even as soon as this year. I can't wait to see her and see how they use her alongside Lippert. It's, and as you just you just foreshadowed what I was about to say, Benji, tactics. So you got Rivera, Lippert, Florchi Mackay, now Yastrab. Who how, who are they? Get? So now take a take an averagely hard cobbled race, Benji. Which fortunately for the women is a lot of their good races because Flanders Classics do a good job for the women's races. Uh, I think um, so. A race like Brabantse Pale, who are they riding for? Flanders. Who are they riding for? What's their tactics? I saw in Brabantse Pale Mackay and Lippert. They weren't really. I don't think they were working too cohesively together. Eventually, Lippert tried to bridge across on her own to Grace Brown. Um, would you pick one out of those riders, Benji? Would you run a, a strategy similar to the male Sunweb strategy or DSM strategy of just throwing attacks against the wall and eventually one will stick? I think you, I think you've got an ideal kind of position as a team because you've got a rider that can do really well on these races, but also has a significant sprint that's Rivera, but she would need to be better than 2020 and more leaning towards her performances in 2017, 18, and 19 to be able to achieve that. And if she can't do that, then she should not be leader in those races. And the others, I'd say that Lippet is more the attacking side. I dare to say she should attack a bit earlier, be part of those groups that get away earlier and see if that sticks. And then they've got a sprinter in the seat in the background for if that plan actually fails but the problem is they need to sustain getting actually into that split because that's where they kind of failed in 2020 you mentioned it before so if they can achieve getting into the split and having a sprinter back then it's strong Jastrap can do kind of both perhaps in the first races she should be part of the attacking force and um, the reason for that is that people who are in the front group will not know her sprint qualities yet because they're obviously more known with the riders that have been riding with them for years now. And for Jastrap, that won't be the case. She'll be pretty new in those groups that get away. So perhaps riders who don't know her qualities when it comes to sprinting will be like, oh, I'll actually work with her. Who knows? I might actually win. And then they get swamped in the sprint. So uh, I think that it might be a fun tactic to to try and have Jastrap as well as a bit of an early attacker. Um, not necessarily super early, but in one of those uh, elite groups that get gets away at a certain point in the race. That's yeah, kind I, of the strategies I'd be uh, pointing at. I agree, and I can't wait to see her in action. I think she's going to win some races this year or at least change the course of some of them. But the main point really is, um, so th- that's their cobbled team. Well, they're, they're sort of harder, their harder one-day team is, as I described, I think, Kirchman. Uh, Juliet Labou, Lippert, Florchi Mackay, Cora Rivera, Jastrab, and maybe Julia Sook or Georgie Pfeiffer. Susanna Anderson is the Norwegian. She's good in the lead out for Lorena Vibes. Very strong lead out rider. Um, flat races, it's pretty obvious. They've got the best sprinter in the world. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even close. I think she's way better than <laughs> Becky and Julian Dor in a flat sprint. Uh, Weebs wipes the floor with them. Um, and, and she's so young, like, yeah, I know. Like, one years old. This 20, is 20, for years to come. I know. Well, you never know. Um, I was, yeah, you never know. 
with sprinters. It can be there one year and then it's just gone the next. But yeah, 21 years old, <laughs> I'd be surprised if it was gone the next. Um, and she's won good quality races too. Like she won a stay world tour stage at La Vuelta, won Driedaxa, won Grot Prix Um Do you think she can yep. expand on what she can do so far? She's obviously the best sprinter in the world, but do you see terrains that she should dive into and try and get over as well. For example, you can dwell him. I'm not sure if she has history with that race. She came 11th. So the problem is that the way the women's races work is they don't have a stronger, um, like say, say in the men's race, if, if they had like a premium sprinter for Ken Vabelham and it's like HTC or, or quick step back in the day with Cav, they would literally, they'd be able to throw someone like Terpstra two engines and just like four really strong guys Mm -hmm. who would be able to bring back a break further in the men's racing because the average speed is higher it is more difficult for breakaways to go up the road because the way drafting aerodynamics works the the draft benefit or the, the benefit from being in the bunch is relatively higher so that's why women's racing is arguably more exciting at times because breakaways often work or reduced bunches are often successful. And Ken Vavelhem is a good example of that in uh, this year where a, a group of sort of decent sprinters got away, you know, Diagnan, Dor, Kopecky, Sarah Roy, Marta Cavalli, and Veebs just didn't make that split. And there wasn't, the group wasn't strong enough to bring them back. And she didn't have enough riders to, to bring them back. And the smaller team sizes, I think, influenced that as well. Um, so that's going to be a difficulty for her, Ben. That's my long way of saying, Benji, that even though I think she's actually okay at a lot of the classics, um, the structure of the way women's races plays out makes it more difficult for a, a, a pure sprinter like her to, to win. That's why we see someone like Kopecky, who's more like John Degenkold, I think, is more likely to keep being successful, and I'm going to be pretty high on her in our, our preview of her team. What do you think about Beebs? Yeah, I think so as well. I just checked and she actually got second into uh, Jens Wevelgem in 2019. So if she can make the split or at least if the group that she's in can make it back, then she honestly has a chance of winning such a race. I don't know if that lengthens further into the harder classics. So I don't think that's really the type of rider that she is right now. She's really a pure sprinter. And I kind of like that aspect because a lot of the... um, Women cycling riders, they are specialized in multiple things. They are specialized in, well, they can do climbing, they can do punching, some can basically do it all. And to have someone that is specialized on one thing and absolutely destroy everybody on it, it's totally impressive for me. Yeah, I really, I love it. Uh, I think I like watching Veebs ride. Um, and I think she's going to have another great year. I think the more races, yeah. the better for her. Um, yes. But that's their, their sprint team. I think for the flatter Belgian races, I think, yeah, it's pretty obvious for them. And that's why I think they are going to have a better year in 2021 because there's going to be more of those races being held. Now the question, Benji, is their stage racing team. I don't think Lippert is able to get over the big climbs with Longo Borghini and co. I don't think she can. And I think that's... Lacourse kind of showed that maybe 
I'm missing something, but I think for the Giro Rosa, she's going to need a very friendly parkour, like a rolly parkour to be competitive on GC. I think she's their best GC option apart from, I don't know, Megan Jastrab. <laughs> <wouldn't count. laughs> yeah. Like literally, who knows what she can do? Uh, I'd take, I would definitely take her. Um, but yeah, I think... I think Lippert's going to struggle if there's a decent mountain stage at the Giro Rosa and then her TT obviously isn't as good as Van der Bregen or Van Vloyen either. So I think she's going to be struggling for a podium. I think they should go stage hunting in the break, to be honest, at the Giro Rosa. What do you think? I agree on the aspect that they don't necessarily have someone that can take home a Giro Rosa or, or top five in the current situation. Leona Lippert is the kind of rider that I see more as getting over the hills, punchy hills, someone someone that really could do well in Ardennes and already does well in Ardennes. She got second in Brabantse, but that's a bit of a, a combination of cobble and hilling. Um, La Flèche Wallon was eighth, 10 for Delviel, so can definitely perform on those races. But like you mentioned, at the end of Giro Rosa, we saw that on the bigger climbs, the um, above 15-minute climbs or something, there aren't a lot. <laughs> we know that. So... It's not a horrible weakness in women's cycling to not be good at the longer climbs, but it does come into play in Giro Rossa, and that's, I think, why she cannot achieve that top 10, at least in 2020, perhaps in 2021, if she if she gets a tiny bit better at that. But I wouldn't say that she's unable to get a top five in that. It all depends on the parkour and how the race plays out, and that's obviously the occasion on every single race in the world. So that statement is a bit, yeah, falsified in this sense. But um, outside of her, I would indeed say focus on both the attacks and the sprinting because in the Giro Rosa, they can actually win the sprints, plainly. Wibbers will have to handle a few mountain stages, well, hill stages in between, but the sprinting stage in between, she can definitely take home, but it doesn't necessarily need to be Giro Rosa for that. For me, I think we mentioned before that all these stage races have sprint stages, and a lot of them don't even have the hill or climbing stages. Yeah. So Wibis has a lot of chance to win those stage races. It's, it's difficult to talk about because in men's cycling, if we talk about stage races, we think about Tour de Suisse, we think about Dauphiné, we think about Tour de France, obviously, Giro, Vuelta. Sure. In women's cycling, the only one that comes near a Grand Tour or the format of a Dauphiné or whatever is the Giro Rossa. And all the rest is kind of... It's kind of more flatter terrain, and I think that really comes into play and that offers more opportunities for the sprinters as well in those races than necessarily outside of stage races, if that makes any sense. I'd like to throw one, I'd like to throw one name out there for a hilly, mm-hmm. a hilly stage race or a really hilly La Course is Juliette Le 22 years old, French national ITT champion, um, although that says it was in the under twenty threes, but I think I thought it was in the. I'm pretty sure that was in the uh, in the elites. Uh, eighth at Liège and third on the probably the hardest climbing day of the Giro Rosa, stage nine. It had a climb of fourteen k's, three percent. Nine k's, four point three percent. Nine point one k's, four point three percent. And all up and down, up and down. And it finished on a climb of six k's, four and a half percent. I think even harder climbs would suit her more. She's very small, very skinny. Um, ninth at Amgen Tour of California GC in 2018 at, uh, yeah, 20 years old or even 19 years old maybe. So 
I think she could be their GC, their GC option in a in a harder stage race, uh, more so than Lippert. I see Lippert as more of a one-day racer uh, type rider, which nothing wrong with that, but just how I view it. Um, what about the Olympics, Benji? I think, speaking of the Olympics, I think Labou is is a good chance. If she improves this year, um, I think Labou is a good chance as well. I don't know how the Dutch team will – well, I mean, I <laughs> do they need to do much planning. It's going to be Van der Breen and Van Bloyden going ham. But, yeah, I think that course might suit Labou more than Lippert from what I've seen, particularly looking at that La Course right? um, race last year. Um, but what what else is there that you, you'd expect to see from Sunweb or DSM rather this year, Benji? Are there any other riders on the team that we're missing out that we think that you think could take a step forward uh, or they, they could be used in a different way by the team or in 2020 there were races that weren't held that actually really suit them? I think I'm curious to see what um, Olafsson does when it comes to um, just playing time trials as well, but also looking into other races. She is only 19. She had a great 2019 season, but in 2020, the step to World Tour, she was not at a all-out godlike level, but she was like in the average aspect. And I think that I do believe that she can step forward. And I'm curious what she can do when it comes to time trial in the elites in 2021. And that's like the the name I, I'd set up as I... I'm looking forward to see what this 19-year-old can perform in 2021 because still 19. It's kind of crazy, but DSM and men's and women's cycling are both such young teams. And yeah. I, um, it, it's so talented. And I think that we're going to see a lot of people of this team perhaps step up and do stuff that we did not expect to see coming. And yeah, mainly like we mentioned before, I think Wibbs is the, the main spear point for the team, and I think she's going to take the most of the wins for the team. I hope for the team that Corin Rivera steps up and gets back into the form she was pre-2020, and that's the two riders I'd focus on together with Lippert and Makai for the couple races as well, and those are the real four names that are currently at the top level of cycling, I think, for DSM, and can perform on a pretty consistent level. The rest is uh, talent that can perform, and I'd like to see that talent perform. Yeah, I think I, I'm hoping Lippert takes a big step forward. Maybe she will. She's still young, um, but yeah, she'll need to improve another step from where she was in 2020 to really be contesting the proper big World Tour one day races. But now, for time for our hot takes and predictions. Over under. 10 wins. I'm taking the over Benji solely because Lena Vibes is in the team and I think she's crazy good and she's going to have a great season. Uh, what about you? I think so as well. Vibes is going to take like seven, eight wins at least, I think. <laughs> so uh, I really believe that. It obviously depends on what races get ridden and what don't. I do think that unfortunately, like 2020, we might see a few races getting cancelled or postponed. I hope not because yeah, I want to see these these cyclists ride as much as possible. And I think they want that as well, obviously. And if the races are ridden, then we're going to see a lot of victories by Wibbers. And I think she's going to be even more dominant in 2021 than in 2020, which is already crazy to think about. 
I think Megan Yastrab is going to win a world tour level race. That's my hot take. It's not that hot, but it's still, you know, she's 19, first world tour season, Neo Pro. It's still, I'm classifying it as a hot take. I think people will be sleeping on her a little bit. What about you? I'm going to say that Leopard is going to podium LBO. Okay, yeah, I see, that that is a hot take. If Van der Breggen and Van Vleuten exist, then and they're on different teams, yep. then there's, there's two of the three spots taken. So, like, yeah, uh, um, that's a hot take. All right, that's been our team DSM women's preview for 2021. Let us know if there's anyone on the team that you think we're sleeping on um, that could really step up this year. Is there a reason why Rivera, who seems to have done pretty well in CX from what I've seen in the last six weeks? Maybe didn't have as good a classic season in 2020 as before. Um, We'd love to hear your thoughts. But thanks for listening as always. We'll see you later. Ciao. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.